Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, wherever we are. It's good morning in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is Tom Hayes in Boston, Massachusetts, home of the New England Patriots. And we're just back on the air after so long of not being on the air with a little back to the Sugar Shack action. See if I can get this thing off so we can do the uh, the right thing here. We go, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Happy New Year, Happy Birthday. How are you? Good, good. Can you hear me? I got you loud and clear. It sounds fantastic. Oh, good, good, good. I was worried about the the volume. Yeah, everything oh. is good. We got we got another day and. Uh, Another year went by. I don't know where they go. They just fly. <laughs> when you get old, too fast. I've never seen anything like it in my life. I know it's uh, you know it's one blur after the other. I mean, they're talking about you know we're all excited in Boston, of course, because of uh, the New England Patriots, and they're talking 17 years of a dynasty and uh, seven Super Bowls and. Uh, I don't know how many AFC championships, and you wonder what the heck, how did all of that happen? Well, you know, I, uh, when I watch something, I study it a little bit, and uh, I notice three things that are important with a, with a football team. One, the kicker. You've got to be able to yep. kick 50, 60 yards when they're on the fourth down. He's got to pin them way back. Then he's got to be able to kick field goals from at least 50. And then you need a quarterback. And then you've yep. got the basic team. Yep. Because if you notice, some kickers, when they return the ball, it's a 30, 40-yard kick. That's, that's unbelievable. You know, if you can't kick 50, 60 yards, forget it. Yep, so you can pin right. the back. Then you need a decent quarterback, and then the rest fills itself in. You're right. In my You're opinion, right. That's my opinion. I, 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 I don't know, but uh, I wouldn't say it's an expert opinion, but I think that's the basic of what most teams need. Good kickers and a decent quarterback are a good one. Yeah, and well, and then you throw a little coaching in there, and you're, you're, uh, you're basically right. You got the three elements. Right, then you get good coaching and a good staff. It's like what Donald Trump does. He gets he hires all the best. <laughs> and they do the work you know, and they report to him. Right. You know, it it was so funny when uh we were I think we've been had a long hiatus here. We haven't been uh doing the shows. I got busy during December and I was away performing and um whatever we had and one thing, the holidays, et cetera. But boy, you know, we were talking in earnest around the uh, the election, and you were we were all convinced it was going to go the other way. And uh, it's hard to believe that it has gone the way it is, and this is what uh, reality is. Yeah, I didn't think Tom, uh, Donald had a Chinaman's chance, but you see, the media Nobody did. You, you Nobody know, the did. media. It's unbelievable that George Soros, I think he spent over a billion and a half on Hillary's campaign. What does he want to spend the money? What does he want to run the government behind the scenes? Yeah, exactly, huh? He actually buys a candidate, you know, and buys the media and everything. What a rat got. We're so nice and clean behind the scenes. There's so much trickery going on, it's unreal. Well, you know, I, my recent arguments to people have been, gee, do we have a parenting problem in America? Yeah, we do. We have a family crisis in America? Yeah. Do we have racial problems in America? Yeah, we got those. Do we have a drug problem in America? Yeah. Do we have a class problem? The rich are getting rich, the poor are getting... Yeah, we have that. Do we have a... a Obesity problem and health problems, yeah. Do, do we have a problem with uh, everybody being on drugs, yeah? Okay. And then I say, well, what politician has done what in the last 40 years to improve any of that? 
party, maybe 200 years. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, it's getting worse. It isn't like, you know, it isn't like we grew up, you know, at least we had a basic family structure. We didn't, we didn't have rampant drug, we didn't have people dying like crazy and people taking overdoses and, um, we certainly, you know, as we talk about every time on the show, yeah, we had some racial problems, but it's getting worse instead of better. And, uh, you know, we talk about the, the, the harmony and all of good things and what we had with the Sugar Shack and people just came to be entertained and, and enjoy and the music was good, the times were good, the parties were great. And uh, you know, it was less of Go ahead. I come to believe that uh, I talked to Jay Harvey last night, and uh, he says the Sugar Shack, you would not believe in uh, World War II, Sweden was neutral. The Sugar Shack doing all that war and everything was a neutral place. You went in there, there was never a disturbance, never an eruption. Everybody went there and had the best time of their lives. Exactly. We had over 150 calls for, to congratulate me for my birthday. And just imagine, it's 50 years later, and they still remember the, the calls. My daughter couldn't stop reading them over and over again. They were so excited. Some of the people, they were saying, if it wasn't for me, there would be nothing in Boston. If it wasn't, oh, you're an icon. What you did, this, the music that you brought, the stars that you, oh, I, it went on and on and on. I couldn't sleep again last night. <laughs> That's phenomenal. I, you know, Rudy, I, I go to this little The final go thing ahead. about that neutral zone, it's that there was something out there that the people could appreciate. Besides the government stealing everything from us and everything, never giving us nothing, the people found some little joy there at the sugar shack. All right. Well, the fact that we're just even having this phone call and that Jay Harvey called me yesterday and that you got those phone calls and those congratulations. And, I mean, this, uh, I, I was, I went, I go to Lambert's in Dorchester, which is a great little store. Um, it's just one of these family stores that has a great salad bar, great sandwich bar, great groceries, uh, all fresh produce, beautiful fish and meats, and it's a it's a meeting place for all of Boston, uh, especially that Dorchester, Roxbury, South Boston uh, area. And uh, I was in there just the other day and coming out, and uh, I saw you know a guy my age, black guy, and I just uh, his son. His son was dressed up in uh, almost a zoot suit, uh, and he had the, the zoot shoes and the, and the hat. And and I said, good for you, buddy. I said, you're looking styling. I said, you're looking Sugar Shack. And the guy <laughs> said to me, Sugar Shack? And he goes, I remember the Sugar Shack. I gave him my card, but I was hoping he'd call in, but we haven't heard from him. But, uh, I, I, Rudy, I can do that. If I see a person my age who's uh, black, all I have to say is the Sugar Shack, and they don't just say, oh, yeah, I was there. They they have conversation light up. They tell me who they saw, who they went with, how they were dressed, and it's 50-something uh, years later, and it, that memory will, as long as this generation is alive, that re those memories are still with us. Yeah. It's a, it's a funny thing, though, but... Uh... They all light up because uh, everybody had some part of uh, uh, some part of the fun that, uh, when they were there. It was more of a fun and entertainment. Everything combined in one. Exactly, you know. And uh, so, tell me about now. Um, I'm glad you reached out to Jay, and I was sitting here yesterday, and you know, Rudy. Oh, I mean, we we hit. We hit a little bit of a speed bump in the in the road um, about the production of the documentary, but it's it's all working out. Everything's coming back together because everybody's dedicated to this uh, to this great project. And so, 
um, you know, I just know that it's going to be done. I mean, there's too much energy and too much desire, too much passion in this. People want this story to be told. So, you know, Jay called me, and we had a beautiful conversation for over an hour. And, uh, you know, he, he's he's got some great stories about the shack. I mean, he was there in the beginning. He was only, what, 16, 17 years old, something? He, that kid's been through the mill. He's been, he's been everywhere as a youngster, and he fit in there. Everywhere he went, everybody loved him. Well, you know, well, he, uh... I'll tell you what happened. Art, you remember Arthur? He was palling around with Jay for 55 years. They grew up together. So Arthur right. calls me and says, I want to I have coffee at your office today. My office is the subway at the, at the, at the, uh, at the Arizona Charlie's because it's nearby, you know, and we sit there and right. chit-chat. So yesterday, he says, I'll meet you at your office. So I go, and I look at my office, and he's not there. So I go back, play him a few machines. Then I go back another half hour. I said, he's not there. I said, what the fuck? What the hell is happening? <laughs> then I get a call, and the call from him, and then the call disconnects. I said, son of a bitch, something's wrong. So I go to the my office from a different direction, and I pass by the bar. I would never recognize him. He had a, one of those hats all down and wrapped up. And he says, hey, where the hell have you been? We've been looking all over for you. I said, I, I didn't even recognize you. So we got to talking, and uh, we were talking about the project. And uh, I says, well, they're still working on it. And he says, why don't I get Jay Harvey to call them? I says, well, do what you want. I says, because, uh, and he says, whatever expense or anything, he says, I'll take care of, or this and that, blah, 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 blah. So that's how it started. He got Jay Harvey on the project, and that's how it started. Because, you know, we were just uh, not thinking that maybe a different voice might uh, wake up something. And it uh, looks like uh, the thoughts are back on. Well, he did. He he had some great points. He brought up some uh, great possibilities. He also came up with the great idea of putting a memorandum together that would make it uh, kind of solidify, put it in writing. You know what when when we get the project done and when it starts to be successful. And you notice I'm not saying if, but when it does. Say yes uh, because. Uh, well, it's come too far for it not to happen. It's it's going. Oh to yeah, happen. and I yeah. yeah, go ahead. But anyway, he said uh, so. He's going to put together a memorandum that will uh, make it clear what the expectations are when this becomes successful, and what everybody's role is, and what how everybody will be compensated. So I think that's a great start to make things clear for everybody. You know, and uh, and again, I'm I'm I, I'm not even surprised. I mean, I also think that he's, you know, he's 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 an amazing guy. I mean, he's got a hell of a career. I mean, he started. I mean, there's a kid who knew what he wanted to do in life. He wanted to be a comedian, and he did it. You know, and he got yeah. himself on television. He uh, he worked all the angles. He became a producer in Vegas and now a TV producer, and he knows everybody. Uh, and, uh, you know, and that all, in his first, he cut his teeth like so many other people in the Sugar Shack. Yeah, and he got, uh, and he got, uh, he golfs, and that's a big asset. He golfs with everybody. You mentioned somebody, he's golfed with him. He plays golf yeah. with everybody. And that's a big, uh, uh, sure. that's a big playing golf. It's like hanging out at a bar, you know. People dig that well, golf. You get, when you're on the course, you get to talk. You got to all meet to shoot again, and you get to talk with yeah. each other and uh, hang out at the end. Absolutely, it's a great Absolutely. conversation uh, situation yeah. there. And, yep. And then and he so uh, he uh, he right, found so the switch. 
You know the swinger in Miami? He found that. Oh, really? It was an ad in the wow. variety. He called me up. He says, hey, you always wanted a club in Miami. He said, there's an ad in variety at the Marco Polo Hotel. The, the space is for rent. So I said, no wow. shit. He gave me the... We, we called up. The guy says, the owner said, Mr. I forgot his name. He says, come right down now. And we got in our cars and we jumped in and we drove down. And uh, in fact, I had to go to Cape Cod. I went through Cape Cod because I had to see somebody. And then I, we continued on to Miami. And uh, we made wow. the deal. And it was wow. around like, uh, close to December. And we got ready for New Year's Eve. And we opened up with the Blue Notes. Wow. And it was a... And it was a, a bang all the way through for 10 years. Wow. That's so fantastic. Thanks. He's yeah, always you know, somewhere. Guys, <laughs> yeah, you guys go way back. And he's, I think, you know, he, uh, up until this point, you know, he was nice. He made a couple of calls to us during a couple of the podcasts. And, yeah. uh, you know, but I think now he's, um, again, uh, you know, Rudy, I'm a big believer in destiny. I'm a big, big, I mean, Rudy, when it comes down to, I've been talking to you now for over a year, and uh, probably a year and a half, I think we're going on two years this May, and uh, one thing is clear, you you could have never planned the Sugar Shack. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And you couldn't have planned all the other things that happened to make you uh, to decide to go down that road and the magic of that place. The, the, the Sugar Shack was meant to be, and I told Jay yesterday, the story. See, I said, Jay, you know, I said, it's too bad that we uh, had some technical, I'm going to call them technical speed bumps or road bumps here. I said, on the mechanics of you know, how things were going to be uh, worked out in, in terms of financially, et cetera. I said, but we can't ignore the fact that this story must, the emphasis, it, certainly my emphasis and your emphasis, Rudy, is to tell the story. The story's too fantastic not to tell and to, to have a documentation, film, interviews, all of that for people to watch and get from firsthand from the people who lived it, the importance of the sugar shack and the joy that it brought in the times and to have those amazing times recorded. So this is going to be, this is going to happen. And now if Jay comes involved, which I think he seems to be all of a sudden more interested in being a part of this. Um, and I told him it was essential that we get him on film because he's such a great, um, uh, you know, archive of, of of everything that happened there. Uh, so I think this is just another great thing that had to happen and to get him involved in all of the, his contacts and his um, his venues that can be a place where this film can be shown, like HBO or whatever. Yeah, because he had a lot of deals with HBO and Showtime and all that. So he's a guy that can stir the pot up a little bit and maybe catch somebody's uh, attention. The whole thing was, I think, uh, when Chuck started with the book, I think we should have found a way to continue because this way we could hand the story over. People would be able to see it much better than uh, talk about it, you know, because even uh, we had this guy that I know from Miami, he called us, says, Rudy, you got a book because I got a producer who'll do your story. Right. And uh, well, out of the book, the guy, uh, some guy in New York, I forget the names, my daughter knows the names. But this guy was Dick, Dick Cammy, who uh, owned the big restaurant down in Miami, you know, and he was aware of the Sugar Shack and everything, you know. And uh, he was the swinger at the time. And uh, like I say, uh, it's uh, just one of those things that uh, he he says, get a book, get a book, get anything, a paperback. 
get something out there so we can present the people that they can look at. And I think that's one of the drawbacks that we had that we didn't get rolling quick enough. But what are you well, going to do? Well, we're going to do a book. I mean, that's the next step. And I know I'm publishing books myself right now. I've just learned how to do that, and I know how we can do this. Once we get a little financing, we can – I don't have the time to write it, but we can hire a ghostwriter to write this. In fact, maybe we will circle back to Chuck. I know he needs a little money, and we can maybe work out a, uh, a situation with him and get uh, – in fact, I may yes, even give him a call. At all, you know, he uh, he could do the job. He's got credibility. He's not for uh, I don't know how many books he's done, and especially musicals, the monkeys yeah. he did, a few other things. So I don't know. We just had a little along the way that Henry, uh, Henry didn't help us out a little with the book, and uh, what are you going to do? So that stopped well, everything. Just, Right. Well, I think Henry made a very big mistake there because it wouldn't have cost that much money, and it would have been the the key passport to the to open up everything from the from the documentary to the movie to to whatever. But right. we're going to do that. We're going to. In fact, I'm going to call Chuck right after we uh, we get off the air, and I'm going to ask him what uh, for a reasonable. Uh, you know, a reasonable fee is to get him to uh, to write this book. Yeah, he knows uh, more than everything about it. Right. Especially right. music. He was into the soul music. That's what attracted him to the book. Right, 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 right. That would be a good thing to Yeah, I'll get to work on that and see what... Uh, what we can do. Uh, He's been... Good. I mean, I'm, 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 again, just the fact that we're having this conversation shows us uh, upset. Yeah. Uh, that, and I think that was the big mistake. Uh, we didn't get a break from Henry or somebody to come along and complete that book. And then we would have had something to show. Because it's like anything else. You can tell the story about the sugar shack, and as soon as you leave, you forget it. Or as soon as you come by and you say sugar shack, oh, it brings back the memories, you know? But you you can't hold on to it. Well, Jay yeah. had a good point. He said, uh, he said we should go interview uh, Henry. Uh, you do you interviewed him on the on the podcast? Then we had him on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, but I mean, go down there with the camera. Oh, yeah, that would be that would be good too. But we don't know. Uh, it's, it's we get we got to see what direction we're going into now, and uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. I, I think I'd like to see if Jay can resolve this and take a crack at something with his connections. And see if he can stir the pot and get a get some interest or get a few dollars so we can get a book done. And it don't cost right. much, even if we get a paperback. You know, one of those paperbacks. We can. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we can... Just, Rudy, I know how to publish. We can publish. There's no cost to publishing. We just got to get it written. And uh, yeah, it doesn't cost anything to publish it. It costs nothing, and we can put it up on Amazon. So, and it's another right. product that we can have. Right, and then we. I'm gonna. Right, I'm gonna call Chuck right after we finish this uh, program here, and uh, we can. We'll get moving on it. We can. We can feature the music that was there, the stars that were there, and to me, like I say, it becomes an interesting story. Like Jay brought up Switzerland. It's a new. It was a neutral area with all the riots and everything that was going on, and the murders and everything. And then we we want to do the story too. Hello. Yeah, yeah Johnny wants. To, well, Johnny wants to get it. He he'll come on if he if he gets clearance and all that to do that. You remember he, uh, he called me to tell me he'll do it. Who's this? So we got 
we got a, a, a mixture of everything that was put together in a little pot like a sugar shack, and we stirred it all up, and everybody was happy. Right. Exactly. But, but who yeah, were you Jay, saying that was Jay? You yeah, mean go ahead. Come in and help? No, who were you saying was the individual that would come in and s- said, no, I mentioned him? Jay, Jay uh, was the. Uh, Board and see if he can stir the pot a little bit by yeah, trying yeah, to sell yeah. it off. Exactly. Because they well, festivals. I'm, I'm going to, uh, musicals. Right. Well, I'm, thrilled, I'm thrilled that he's involved. Yeah, I'm thrilled too because I said to myself, why the fuck did I think of that? It's a guy I created. <laughs> well, you know, that's the part I couldn't understand. You always seem to. Um, you know, just, you don't know he was there and this and that, but, I mean, there's the guy. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. There's the guy. He's in Hollywood. He's got the connection. He's a producer. Right, right, right. Well, uh, like I say, sometimes you're asleep. But like I say, it was unbelievable that, that ran uh, out to call. You know, every now and then we go and have coffee at our office. He calls the subway my office. You know, there's an outside patio there. And we sit down and bullshit, and and uh, it was funny. He had well, this uh, gonna, tag, uh, Toronto. Yeah, I'm <laughs> the guy was the guy. Go ahead. Go no, no, you go ahead. I want to hear this part. No, it, was, uh, it was a funny thing. He has this guy that says the way I met Arthur. He says I was at the airport in Arizona. He says I seen this guy with a hunting hat and a red one. I said, what the hell is this guy doing in Arizona with a hunter hat? Where's he going hunting? <laughs> so he says, he says, I was going to go and say hello to him. And uh, what happens is when they get on the plane, Arthur sits next to him. <laughs> That's what struck it up. I mean, they got friendly over it, you know. And this guy's an Italian guy. So who speaks very fluent Italian, he wanted to know if I speak, I said, no, I speak broken, broken Italian and all that. But that's how that started. And uh, he, Arthur wanted to say hello with me and uh, meet him, you know, and uh, that's how this all came about. And then we met, uh, he brought up the sugar, uh, the sugar Shack and the film and everything, where it was at, and then Jay Harvey come up. And he did a business deal with Jay Harvey. He lost twenty thousand, but he says he's yeah, not mad. Right, I know the the outcome of that. Right, the nonsense, nonsense or something. Yep. Some, some show that uh, Jay Harvey had that was uh, pretty good. It ran for two years at the Hilton. But then they tried to do it at the Treasure Island, and it didn't work. But he, but the, but Arthur was very happy about it. He says, "I'm not." He says, "I'm not upset." He says, "I wanted to do it." He says, "And it was a business venture, and I lost. So that's it. So let's go on to something else." So he says, "Let's try J." He says, "Let's try J." He says, "That's great." He says, I think he's got some time on his hands. Let's try him and uh, let's see if he can wake up this project. He says, he's good at these things. Because I never saw Jay in a negotiation situation, you know. But he must be, I know he has the experience. He's dealt with all these big companies. Well, we're in it. We're, he's here. I'm going to call Arthur. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to call Arthur. And I'm gonna call um, Chuck, and I'm gonna move, start moving this thing, and I'm gonna start uh, start calling the local acts. In fact, I think we should. Uh, I'm gonna look into my little thing here. I may have you give me Henry's. I think, you know, he, he, Jay had a great, great idea to call Henry Vara, and to um, to ask him if we can come down and interview him. Put him in the film. Yeah. Well, all right. So, uh, uh, 
I'm trying to think. Let me think about it for a few days. Let me see. I see. I want to hit Henry when we had something to show him. Well, we do. We have George's. Listen, this is what George has already put together a, a third sizzle reel. It's more comprehensive. It has uh, uh, it has Sugar Shack Lil in it, and, and it's um, more of the artists, the new artists we have. So when we go to, we can use this as an excuse to say to Henry, listen, we're still filming. We Jay called the other day and put a, a great idea. We didn't even think of it to come down and interview you. Ah, all, all right. right, that'll work. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, that's yeah. our way. Right, that's Rudy. That's my way of getting in front of him, getting him right in his face. Right. Ah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'll give you his office number. Wait a minute, I got a, I got it on my phone. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. It can't hurt. What else can you say? It can't hurt. Wait a minute. No, it, and it's um, uh... it's a good way of opening the door. Yeah, and I mean, he has a lot of things to say about. We want to put in. A segment about what the clubs were like at the time. Okay, pencil. Yeah, go ahead. You got a pencil? 617 536. Wait a minute. 536 4053. That's his office number. Good. Yeah. Okay. That's a good idea. You got a lead in thing with documentary there, you know? Tell them, like, we'd like to get five or ten minutes on you to talk about how the, the events were and uh, all the thrills that went up your spine <laughs> watching the show. He was there almost every week to see the shows. Really? You know, hello? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm here. One of the biggest uh, thrills was... Jackie Wilson was there. The crowd almost turned white. <laughs> the first show. There was every club owner. Every, everyone. I'll tell you, I never seen anything like it. And everybody was drinking champagne. I said, what the fuck? Where do we go? Yeah. Jackie Wilson. He turned around. He turned the club around and says, but who else can I get after Jackie Wilson to do it? That's when I start going after some of the big ones. But uh, he's the only one that really took in a real good portion of a white crowd. Wow. Wow. That yeah, I mean, fun. God, Jackie Wilson. Yeah, just huge. And, you know, and again, he Jackie, I guess, was, was playing like Basin Street South and... Uh, Louise and those other places before you before he became huge, and, uh, and then you got him, and uh, I, that's a show that I would have loved to have seen. Oh my oh. God! You you believe me? I I, you know, I kicked myself in the ass that I never filmed this freaking stuff. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. We would have been serious yeah. because nobody has well. the, the whole complete shows of these acts. They might have a right. few songs. James Brown goes on and does a couple of numbers. Or Ray Charles does a couple of numbers, of, you know, uh, as a guest appearance. But nobody has their shows, the choreographer, the uniforms, the crowd, the this, that. They don't have that type of a thing. That's what's right. missed. Right, exactly. Well... Rudy, this is, uh, we're starting off 2017 in good form. We've got uh, Jay involved. He sounds interested. Uh, he's put me on Henry Vara. I'm going to call Chuck and talk about the book. Uh, we're going to get moving again, buddy. And uh, I, owe, I meant to tell you, Jay uh, wanted to call Billy Bloomerick to, to see if he'd be interested in doing a Sugar Shack Festival. At the Boston Garden, uh, and uh, see what his reaction was. I said, "Yeah, well, I call him." Another you. guy. Well, that's another guy we want to put on film. Yeah, that's another guy. Is right. Well, it's amazing how it work. 
Right. Well, all right. Go to work, well, Rudy. Arthur, thank you for stirring it up and uh, and Chuck and uh, see if we can get a paperback or something out there. I'm gonna and I'm gonna let's play a little song that's appropriate right now. Here we go. Let's see. Come on, play. There we go. Hang on. <laughs>
that's what it was like in the sugar shack. Right, right, right. Uh, there, there's a little article in the paper today about a thriller film in Las Vegas Valley. This movie guy got a saw something that a, a friend of his, he was visiting Vegas, and a friend of his sent him a script on uh, this thriller. And he liked it, and uh, he's going to do it. This guy is Christopher Dolphin. He looks like uh, an Asian guy, you know? The and, and, and what's the film? And what's the film about? He didn't name it. It's a thriller. It's something like The Shine and The Sixth Sense and oh, Psycho. Okay. okay. And uh, okay. He, but he got. And then he likes Vegas because there's more room than Vegas to expand. He says in Los Angeles it's too crowded. Hollywood is too crowded. You can't even move. So he's concentrating on doing all his film work over here. Yeah, there's, uh, they even tried to start something up in um, in Boston or in Plymouth, you know, to try to get some uh, studios going here as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, a lot of people are realizing that, that, to get out of Hollywood, absolutely. And another thing, the Raiders a football team is almost close to finalizing a deal. They're moving here, too. Oh, really? As opposed to L.A.? Yeah, well, they were in oh. Oakland, and they're oh, going right, to build That's some, right, that's right. They're building a billion and, a, I think, almost $2 billion stadium. Luxury boxes and everything and all that shit. Oh, okay. So, Interesting. uh, Interesting. that's going to be, that's going to be a plus for Vegas and, uh, surrounding areas. All right. So let's, uh, we got Jackie Wilson to pick us up and, uh, we got Jay Harvey to follow through and, uh, we got a little potentials going. I love it. I'm glad we got back to get the, to doing these. Um, we're going to, um, we're going to make well, this happen, know, Rudy. The more you talk, the more you can come up with things. Well, I mean, that's why it's important for us to meet once a week, because uh, it gets it going again. And uh, right. George is down in Florida. I'm going to get in touch with him. He's going to be seeking out um, uh, or Wayne uh, Wayne Cochran. And, uh, you know, we're going still to... You know, we're going to... Is he still who, uh, George? George? George, is he still down in Florida? Yeah, he's still there. Oh, okay. Well, I did we get, uh, did my daughter get the okay from Wayne? Yeah, yeah, she got his number. Yeah, he's up, he's fine for it. Okay. okay. All right, let's hope everything goes. Well, you know, Rudy, I'm going to play this, uh, two-minute thing. I love this. This is going to reinvigorate us. This is a little story that gal tells about Eddie Levert getting off the stage and uh, walking through the shack. Here you go. Yeah. Okay. Tell your story. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell this story. Just this story. Start over. Okay. okay. At the Sugar Shack seeing the OJs. Nightlife was out. Pimps was out. Street was out. Eddie started singing Stairway to Heaven. There were stairs on each side of the stage. Stage was, stage was only like two feet high, I believe, if that. Eddie got into a groove. And the, the, way, the, the way the club was, the nightlife folks ruled. When I say nightlife, I, I have to say street folks and the men they didn't move out of the way for anybody Eddie started singing got so good to him he left the stage still singing walking and singing stairway to heaven he went down the stairs singing no microphone just his natural voice I can see it now head to the ceiling just singing he made a path he was singing, pimps got out the way. 
it was like Moses parting the waters and he sang. Eddie walked down those stairs singing, walked across the back singing Stairway to Heaven, walked back up the other stairs singing Stairway to Heaven and made a path. And then got back to the microphone and continued to sing. That was awesome because these three folks knew they had to give Eddie respect because he was singing from his heart. I'll never forget it. Truly. Night at the Shack. Night at the Shack. I got my memory. Ooh, that was good. And that was your dialogue, Rudy. I never heard of that one. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah, that's very good. That's very good. Good old Eddie. He was a hey, he was a faithful oh, guy. Yeah, him and I good. Unbelievable. Well, well Rudy, let's, there's one let's, there's one song left. One song left. Crazy little shack beyond the tracks And everybody calls it the sugar shack Well, it's just a coffee house Made out of wood Espresso coffee tastes mighty good That's not the reason why I've got to get back Up to that sugar shack Oh, baby, to that show. There's this cute little girl, she's a working there. Black leotards and her feet are bare. I'm gonna drink a lot of coffee, spend a little cash. Make that girl love me when I put on some trash. You can understand why I've got to get back up to that sugar shack. Oh, baby, to that sugar shack. Yeah, honey, to that sugar shack. Oh, yes, to that sugar shack. Now that sugar shack clean is a marriage to me, yeah. Sit around and dream of those old memories Ah, but one of these days I'm gonna lay down tracks In the direction of that sugar shack Just me and her, yes, we're gonna go back Up to that sugar shack Whoa, to that sugar shack Yeah, honey, to our sugar shack Oh, yes, to our Well, Rudy, let's fire it up. <laughs> let's fire it up. Uh, it's uh, you know what I think. I think that all this stuff is keeping me alive. <laughs> well, you I got think... a reason to be alive because well, you haven't even seen the films yet, and you ain't believe what we got. And uh, when you're going to see Eddie Levert and Walter Williams talking about you and Frankie Valley talking about you and uh, Sugar Shack Lil looking at that camera a couple of weeks before she died talking about you, Herb, uh, Herb from uh, uh, Jay couldn't believe that Herb was dead because he was trying to get in touch with Herb to do something with him because he had done many projects with them in the past. And, uh, Rudy, we're get, we're getting we're getting we've got footage that's impossible to get anymore. Yeah, well, like I say, uh, it's been keeping me alive, even if we haven't made a dime. <laughs> we well, we, that was we, my point to Jay yesterday. I said, all of a sudden, money entered the picture, and it got all cloudy, and it shouldn't, because no. I want to tell the story. Right. Uh, because uh, well, that's for a good reason. You know something, Rudy? Everything that's happened has happened for a good reason. And the good reason now is it was enough to get Jay involved. Yeah. Yeah, we finally stumbled onto uh, 
like a can opener, open the can and uh, see if we can get it all out. Well, I told uh, Jay yesterday, I said, Jay, you don't understand. This is going to happen. I've been talking about this for 40 years. I met George and then one of my buddies. The guy that told me, reminded me that I was going to do a Sugar Shack podcast. I mean, like this. And he said to me, when are you going to do it? I said, I don't know. He says, well, I got a guy. And he had one of the pimps. And we did the first show. And that was when I contacted Billy Porter and Billy Porter put you in touch with me. I said, come on, how's that happen? And every time I said, Jay, you don't understand this is going to happen. I said, there were three security guards guarding the stage door at the Wang, telling us that we weren't going back there to interview the OJs. And damn it, if we didn't get back there. I said, nothing yeah. is going to stop this from getting done. So I'm fired up. I'm going to make some phone calls today, and let's plan to do yeah. this next week. Right. Okay. Uh, get, get Jay. Uh, get the what's his name? Tom. Uh, I mean Chuck. Kind of fired up and congratulate Arthur. You got it. All right. Take care. Okay, my, God bless. All right. I'll talk. Bye bye.